Welcome. This is Evangelist Yoandra McTeer. You are tuning in live tonight, Wednesday, December 3rd, to my radio segment entitled Empowering for All. Tonight, I am pleased and honored to have retired NFL player Randy McMichael. Not only is he an outstanding retired player in the NFL League, he's also a major contributor in giving back to the community. And that's one of the things that Empowering for All Foundation was based on when I birthed this show, giving back. We never forget where we come from, and that to me is a model citizen in the world. He took time out of his busy schedule. Even though he's not playing ball, he's still a very busy man. I'm not going to keep him holding. I thank you all. My switchboard is lit up. A lot of you all have sent me direct messages today on Twitter wanting to come on and ask questions. Unfortunately, he doesn't have too much time. I'm not going to keep him long. But for those of you who may miss my show, remember, you can hear all of my shows once they air on my website, Blueberry Podcast, Wendell Store Podcast, TuneIn Radio, and also here on my blog talk radio page. Without further ado, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring live on the air my guest tonight, Randy McMichael. Randy, hi, how are I'm, you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you very much for that. Uh, so, so delightful introduction. Well, it's my pleasure to have you on. And once again, to all my listeners, and I'm fortunate enough celebrating over a year on the air. I have overseas listeners as well. I've actually got some London people tuned in tonight listening, so I'm very happy about that. And you taking the time out of your thank you, and you taking time out of your busy schedule to stop by and chat. So now I'm going to go right into your questions that I do have. Football, one of my favorite sports. I've always loved and I enjoy the game. And when I get a moment out of my busy schedule, I actually attend the games live as well. Playing, do tell us. How did this begin for you? Was it a passion? Did you kind of stumble into it, playing one sport? Tell us how you got into the game of football. Well, uh, I I think the first time I I started was, I think I was eight, and I told my mother I wanted to play football, and she was like, uh, we're a a basketball family. But I was really determined, and so we actually went to the library, checked out a book about the, the basic fundamentals of football, 
And that's how I got started. I played until I was about 12, and I just stopped playing because I started liking basketball. And I just played basketball from there until I was uh, 16, about to be 17. And the high school coach where I was at, he's like, son, why don't you go play football? And I was like, uh, no, nah, I'm good. I'm about to go into my senior year. And he told me, he's like, well, I'll tell you what, how tall, how tall do you think you're going to be? I said, probably about 6'4". And he was like, well, there's not a lot of 6'4". Uh, 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 swing men in the NBA. So once you come play football, and I guarantee you something good will happen. And I, I went out and, you know, and probably fifth game of my senior year, uh, the University of Georgia came down to see three of my teammates. And they, they liked me instead and offered me a scholarship instead of all of them. And the rest is history from there. Awesome. Now, having gone to the University of Georgia, do bring those who are not familiar and haven't really been in touch and don't follow football all the way. How you went from the University of Georgia to being drafted in the fourth round with the Miami Dolphins, and you've also graced the field being a St. Louis Rams, and you ended your career when you retired with San Diego Chargers. So tell us how it first began with the Miami Dolphins for you. Well, it was a, I'll tell you what. Yeah, anybody who's been to Miami knows how Miami is. And I'm I'm a straight country boy who, you know, uh, very rarely, the only time I left the state of Georgia was uh, flying to other uh, schools to play a football game. So, yeah, it was a real culture shock, you know, with the with the diversity and all those things. But uh, I, the, the, it was just it was a fun experience because I went down there with the goal to to be something to 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 prove people that you know that I'm. I'm better than a fourth rounder, and fortunately for me, I was able to come out and play well, uh, start my career, and and be able to do a lot of work in the community and and become one of the uh, one of the more popular players in uh, Miami Dolphins history. And it, it it was a great experience that you know I'll always cherish Miami and will always be my second home. Uh, even when I go down there to this day, you know I'll be on the street and some of the people will still recognize me and and want to take pictures and sign and get autographs signed. So it's it's a very humbling experience coming from, you know, the 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 upbringing that I came from. Awesome. So what do you find having been as most young men who are sitting here listening to you tonight, inspiring, wanting to live that dream? What would you share with them would be the basis to really keep them grounded and be successful? successful going into an NFL career? It's all about uh, it's all about desire and hard work. Uh, nothing nothing worth having comes easy. I always believe in that. My mother and grandmother instilled that me at a young age. And it's always been about, you know, every, it, it, it's always going to be people that doubt what you can do. It, uh, it's a cliche that I would say have a chip on your shoulder. I think that's one of the most overused cliches in the world. Because if you want to be good, you shouldn't have to take somebody's negativity to work hard. You should always want to be great, not because somebody said something bad or doubted you. You should want to be great because you just want to be great. And, you know, even when, when I was young, I would say I got a chip on my shoulder. But then I would sit back and think, why Why do I need their motivation to be great? My my, my, my motivation to be great comes within. Comes within. Uh, it comes from my family and my, and my children. It comes from, you know, the, the God-given ability I had and did, I did not want to waste you know, by doing something stupid. You know, there were plenty of times where I could have, you know, went down, went down the wrong path, and I was close a couple times. You know, I was I was in those cars when when my friends were going to do something wrong, and I decided to get out. And I think when you look at it like that, there's plenty of times where 
when you're with your friends and you know they're doing something wrong and you know what's wrong. You just got sometimes you got to be a, a a man and stand on your own and say, you know what, there's something more to life than just getting in trouble. And I and I made that decision in the early age. Wonderful, wonderful. I think that's a great aspiration and deposit into a young man's life. Now, having retired now from the NFL, we often hear the stories, you know, retiring changes things. Would you say retiring has changed you or has it even made you better? Uh, wow, that's a tough one. Well, I mean, retirement, it, it was it was easy and I thought it would be because I, I think I retired because I was I wanted to retire. I said to myself I was going to play 10 years, and if God blessed me to play after that, then, you know, I would take advantage of it. And, you know, the average NFL career is two and a half years, so I was blessed to play that long. And, you know, right after year 10, you know, I was like, you know, it's time to, to move on and do other things. And it was just that call I got from my coach. He's like, can you just give me one more year? You know, we just got this young – we got this young tight end. You know, he's not ready yet, but we want to help him develop. Can you just come back one more year? And so I came back another year, and I had a ball doing it. But retirement has just been – you know, I think the one thing that, that gets me through it is that I stay as busy as I can. You know, I don't want to sit around and just be lazy, but it, it's been it's it's been a fun transition. You know, I still watch ball every Saturday and Sunday. Still is uh, very, you know, I love the game, and I don't think that love for the game will ever go away. It's just now that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not sore and having to roll out of bed. Totally understandable. Now, who would you say that would be senior to you in age that you would give accreditation to? With being awesome football players that open the doors for you coming well, up in the league. Well, I mean, it's hard for me to say because, like I said, I, I grew up a basketball player, and you know, when I first got to Georgia, it was it was such it was so overwhelming because you know I went to a small high school in the country, one high school in the entire county, and it was it was very overwhelming. But if I can say, I, I would say uh, Robert Edwards and Heinz Ward, you know, as my as I when I was a true freshman. They took me under their wing, and, you know, they helped me a lot, you know, trying to develop my game because they saw something in me that, you know, I didn't even see. I didn't know that coming in as, a, as an undersized tight end as a freshman that I would actually be complete, competing with, you know, two seniors for a starting job. And, you know, these guys have the, the NFL body for tight ends, and these guys, they just saw it in me, and they would always, you know, compliment me and, 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 and say that I was going to be the next great one. And, still, you know, I never understood what they were talking about. I was like, you know what, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was this is this is a dream. This is something that, you know, that I would have never, ever foreseen happening, being able to play football at the University of Georgia. So, I mean, I think Robert and Hines had a very big, profound, uh, you know, impact on my life. And then when I got to the National Football League my rookie year, I met a guy named Ed Perry who was, uh, he was nine years in, tight end, yeah, converted to a long snapper, but he helped me out so much when I was struggling because, you know, it was it was hard transitioning to being a professional athlete on your own with uh, a whole lot of cash in your bank account. It's a big difference. I try to tell people that all the time. It's a big difference, and he helped me out with the adjustment with, you know, not only on the field but off the field. Now, that's something, and I'm glad you um, implicated that, in your last statement, going from, as you've shared with the audience, a small town, uh, living very wholesome, very humble, and then your life being almost like a 360. Now you can do whatever you want. You have, you know, extensive financing. What do you find was the most 
challenging to still say, you know what, even though I've been blessed with the finances, I'm not going to lose sight of who I am and where I came from. Because oftentimes we as people, we see the stories and we see what happens once the money comes into, you know, the lives of an NFL player. Well, I mean, it's, it's all about perspective. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I had a lot of fun, you know, and and I enjoyed the fruits of my labor. I did, and I and I and I made sure that the people around me who helped me or you know who stayed by me through through, through thick and thin, they enjoyed it too. You know, I had I had a, I had a lot of fun with it, but you know that did, I didn't never want that to define me. You know, uh, I, I think that today it's just everything is just so. It's so social media out there, and like everybody sees things nowadays. These kids nowadays, this is all they see, and this is all they 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 think that you know being a football player is all about making money and buying cars and things like that. But they don't understand the hard work and the dedication that it takes to do the job that professional athletes do. It's it's hard work. It's not easy because if it was easy, everybody could do it. So. You know, coming from a small town and then, I mean, of all places I go to, I go to one of the most beautiful country. I mean, beautiful cities in the world. And, and like I said, I enjoyed my time in Miami. I enjoyed the nightlife and all those things. But, you know, when it was time to work, it was time to work. And I never, ever let, you know, any of that get in my way of, you know, fulfilling my obligation to any team that I, that I played for. Awesome, awesome. Now I'm going to shift the atmosphere a little bit, and I'm going to go over to one of the things that I find most attractive uh, with someone like yourself with such a high stature and being an NFL player. You take the time, and you still do in your retirement, to give back to the community. Share with us some of the things that you have been involved in in the past and are currently involved in with giving back, such as foundations, um, your own foundation or anything to that degree? Well, when uh, I think it might have been my third third year in Miami, I started my uh, own foundation called the Redneck Michael Foundation. And it, it, it basically just helped, you know, help uh, empower, I, I want to say empower, just disadvantaged children and families. And, you know, every Christmas we would have, you know, the uh, the shop with a jock. We would give the kids and the family gift cards to Target and let them do the Christmas shopping. And, during so Thanksgiving, we would do the same thing, and I would go down to, you know, some of the places in Miami that, you know, it was rough, but I would, we would go down there, and we used to have uh, a program called Alternative Careers in Sports because, you know, so many kids want to be athletes, but, you know, they might not, you know, might not be blessed with that ability. So I would bring in agents and, and, and uh, other people that work around the football building, reporters, my uh, those those type of people to show them that there are other alternatives. Even if you want to still have a, a career in sports, you know you can. You might not might be might not be a player, but you might be the guy that treats the players. You might be the guy that represents the player. You might be the guy who, you know, who advised the player as far as money. I mean, it was it was an amazing type uh, atmosphere. The kids really got into it, and and that was really you know something that I really enjoyed and. Uh, we also did when I was in St. Louis. Did something with a foster home with kids in the in the, in the foster system. You know, just taking them to games and and uh, we did shop with a jock with those guys and and and, and really just try to make a positive impact. Now, you know, I, uh, I, I volunteer coach at a high school uh, over in Smyrna, and it was amazing to to see the kids and talk to them and 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 learn some things because these kids are like they. I always say they're so different now. It, it's a completely different generation. You know, and and to be around those guys, and you know, I coach a little league team up in uh, Milton, Georgia, 
dealing with ten year olds and it's it's a now they were super funny because they were that you would just look at them like these are babies you know i got I got a ten year old boy and i and I look at him and I look at them I'm like these are just little babies that are just playing football and they're doing it for the love, but coach at the high school level it was like it was different because all they ever all I wanted to do was go to the league go to the league that's all they talk about and and I tried to get to a point where well, what's your grade point average well. Hold on, you don't even have a 2.0. How can you think about going to college when you can't even, you know, get your grades right in high school? So I would try and work with them with that and, and basically try to encourage them. And, and every day I always ask them, I'd be like, how was your day? What were your grades like? You know, I would have guys that come to me saying, uh, Coach, I have to uh, get extra tutoring today. Can I can I come to practice? Like, yes, go ahead and do that because I'd rather you get your field, get your schoolwork done because we can always get this football done, but that schoolwork and that education is going to be probably the most important thing in your life. And, you know, that's absolutely correct. I noticed in the younger generation, like you said, and I'm going to reiterate to my audience as well, and I know you find this going into the things that you're interacting with the youth doing currently at this time. Do you truly, in your personal opinion, and it's an opinion-only audience, feel that the young generation is more focused on the game or they strictly want to get into the game of football to get the material assets that come with the money? Uh, I think it's – I really feel like a lot of times it's all about the material. Like I said, I'm big. I I love sports. And one of the the things that I always do is I always watch the countdown signing with kids are signing with their with their respect I mean our respective colleges. And you can see it and I and I really think that that's when everything just went to crap because when you start bringing these high school kids on T V to announce where they're going, that that just shows the importance and how much money is being generated by these children. And when they sit there and say, I'll spend my next three to four years at this university, that automatically tells you what's on their mind. They're thinking about leaving school early and going to the National Football League. And, you know, and I, my mother, you know, I, I, I promised my own mother that I would not leave the University of Georgia without my college degree, and I didn't leave without my college degree. But now it's just like kids, you know, they do just enough to stay eligible to be able to, you know, get out of college and go to the National Football League, which I don't fault or I don't get upset about it, you know, because, you know, it, it's a lot of the kids that come from impoverished backgrounds, you know, they are – trying to get their family into a better life, just like I was. I was trying to, to you know, to get my mo- tell my mother to stop working and get my mother her own home and take care of her and my sister. And, and and so, yes, I used college football as a platform to try to get to the NFL, but I didn't – that wasn't my ultimate goal because, like I said before, I was just happy to be at the University of Georgia. And I didn't think that I can go pro to after my sophomore year and, and agent started contacting me, and I was like, hold on, what are y'all calling me for? I'm just a sophomore country boy from Georgia. And they were like, well, you know, you have some NFL value. And after that, that made me work even harder because I knew that there was an opportunity. But at the same time, I knew that, you know, this this degree was something that I promised my mother, and I was not going to leave school without it. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Now, Randy, what can myself and the audience expect anything new coming up since we are going into a new year? 2015. Any new projects? Any new foundations? Any anything new going on for Randy right now? Well, well, we got this. Uh, me and some of my uh, former Georgia teammates, we're teaming up. 
with a uh, with a TNT uh, podcast, and we're going to start a new show for, uh, involving all of uh, Georgia sports. Uh, starting actually, our first show will be on New Year's uh, afternoon. So I'm really excited about that, and uh, you know, you know, so we'll see where that goes. But other than that, you know, I'm just going to sit back and relax. You know, I enjoy being a father. You know, and, and you know, and now that I'm retired, you, I get to spend more time with them. And that's probably the most important thing that's going on in my life right now. Wonderful. Now, the show, you did say, if I understood correctly, TNT? It's a, it's a TNT podcast, yes. TNT podcast. Okay. And I would presume, and I'm sure I'm going to stand corrected, it's going to be in relation to football? Yeah. Well, it's going to be – well, it's actually like, – it's going to be all Georgia sports. So it will be basically be all about Georgia uh Football, basketball, uh, it'll be track season. Then we're going to talk about high school uh, recruiting coming up because it'll be, it'll be close to signing day and things like that. So it's going to be an all-around show, all about the state of Georgia, the University of Georgia, and uh, I don't want to say those, uh, those those nerds in Atlanta, even though they beat us on Saturday. Georgia Tech, you know Georgia Southern. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun show. And I get a chance to do it with a lot of guys that I know personally and that I love and are like brothers to me. Okay, awesome. And what day and time can we look forward to air? Like I said, the first show is is, is going to be on uh, on on New Year's Day, which, like I said, I'm just extremely excited about. And uh, we're just going to go from there. You know, it's going to be a weekly show that we're going to have. And like I said, the more people that that we can get to listen and 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 uh, talk about it and all those things, the more we'll uh, continue to do shows. So I'm excited about that. That's my new project coming right now. And, uh, you know, I have my own podcast on Pro Football Central, the Randy McMichael Hour, every uh, every Tuesday at uh, 8 o'clock. You know, we have a lot of great guests on the show, former teammates. You know, we talk about anything. There's no, uh, you know, there's no holding back on it. So, you know, it, it, it's been real fun, and, and I just can't wait for it, and you know, and, and, uh, you know, this is going to be a great year. I'm excited about it. Awesome. Now, I'm going to have to kind of zoom in here before I let you go. I did notice you said you and your teammates about everything, no holes barred. As, a, as you know, curiosity for those of us who don't know what no holes barred mean in the NFL world, what's no holes barred? What do you talk about? We talk about all the social issues. Like we had a great conversation uh, yesterday about the whole Ray Rice thing and, and Adrian Peterson. I mean, it, it was like I said, we talk about ball, but we try and you know at, we just don't want to strictly talk about football because right now this is I, I I said this last night. This is the most I've never seen a year in the NFL like this as far as off the field and the league and the in the, in the and the place that I love more than anything, we we've gotten a black eye. We have gotten a black eye because it's been so it's been so crazy about you know as far as like everything that's off the field. So you know we talk about that. You know I really feel like uh, it's been to a point where those actual events have taken away from the game itself, and that, that and it's, it's brought attention to things that's always been there, but because these things are happening to professional athletes. It's become more, more uh, magnified than ever, and and it's great because it's causing awareness. But it's some some sometimes it's it's starting to become bigger than the game itself. 
know, I would agree with you there, and I'm sure many of my audience members would too. It seems like every time we turn on a game or tune into the NFL, we're hearing something outside in relation to someone's, one of the players' personal lives, uh, and it's always in a negative manner. But yeah. um, I'm sure uh, if with anything in the world, once something is scrutinized and highlighted and brought to the forefront, hopefully it will change for the better and not for the worse. Um, yes, I, I mean, I hope I feel like we're going in, a, in the right direction, but like I said, it's just you know a lot of people just like the sport itself and not the social issues that go with it, and it, it's becoming to a point where because it is the most popular game in this country, it, it, it's you know it's it seems like it's so front page now instead of the actual game. I, I would agree. I would agree. Randy, I have to say thank you so much. I did keep you a little bit over your time of 20 minutes, but it was well <laughs> worth it. I'm not going to delay you, but one thing I will ask of you before you go, do share once again, and, and I'm keen on that, especially with the young men coming up and going into the league, what is the key thing that you would give them personally as advice to stay strong even when they go in the NFL, and when they leave the NFL, what is the key success? I, I honestly think it's all about setting goals. Uh, you know, I, I think, and it's so funny that uh, my mother, I, we were down at my mother's house, and she had this piece of paper that I had my goals on when I was 17 years old. And it was it was unbelievable she still had it. And that goal, it was I think it might have been number five. It was to play in the National Football League. And it was an amazing thing. And I really think that if you set these goals and, and 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 try as hard as you can to stick to them, you know, great things can happen for you. And then don't be afraid to stand alone. Don't, don't be afraid to go against what everybody else is doing. You know, I'm talking about the right things, you know, because it's so easy to get into trouble. It's so hard to stay out of it. It's so hard to stay focused on your goals when everybody around you is not maybe not be, maybe not doing the things that can help you achieve your goals. And I always say keep positive people in your life. Stay away from negativity because all negativity doesn't bring you down. Nobody, not everybody's going to be happy for you. But, you know, one thing you do, you just smile and you just keep going on. And, and right now, you know, that's all I do. I just smile and keep going on. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, once again, Randy, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by on my radio show here at Empowering for All. And I will ask, as I ask all my guests, in the future as things progress, much success to you on your new show coming up in 2015. You will have to come back by uh, and let us know how things are going and keep us up to date on what's going on with Randy McMichael. Will you do that for me? Well, all right, Miss 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 Yolanda, it was a pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you for all the listeners for you know allowing me a few few minutes of, of their time. Probably maybe boring, but uh, anytime you know it's a pleasure, and I can't wait to come back on your show again. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to stay on the air. I'm going to give the audience a little bit more of what's coming up on Empowerment for All and go over some other things. But I'm going to let you retire, and I'm going to say goodnight to you, much success to you, blessings and coverings to you, your mom, and your children, and may God take you in your life in the direction that you want it to continue to go. Oh, wow. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it. Have a good evening.
Thank you. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, you were listening to Randy McMichael here at Empowering for All, retired, tight-in NFL player. Awesome guy, had a fabulous career, went to the University of Georgia, started his NFL career with the Miami Dolphins, went on to be with the St. Louis Rams, and ended his career where he retired with the San Diego Chargers. Good things here at Empowerment for All. God is steady blessing me with such awesome people doing great things in life, and that is my objective, and I'm being obedient to what God told me to do with this show when he gave it to me. Build faith, knock down the walls of evilness, and be an empowerment to people. I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come back and do what I always do. Give a big shout-out to all those people who have just shown me remarkable customer service. Tell you how you can continue to follow me here at Empowerment for All and wish you all happy holidays. At break, you will be listening to Jay Moss, Good and Bad. I'll be back in a moment. You loved me through my good. You loved me through my bad. You loved me through my good. And you loved me through my bad. Jesus. You didn't erase my future because of my past. I'm glad you loved me through my good and my bad, through my good and my bad, you love me through my good, you love me through my bad, didn't erase my future, hallelujah, because of my past, thank you. I'm glad you loved me through my good and my bad.
all my good and my bad. You love me through my good and through my bad. Oh, didn't erase my future because of my past. I'm glad you love me through my good and bad. Welcome back. This is Evangelist Yolanda McTeer. You've been tuning in tonight to my radio segment titled Empowerment for All. I was pleased to have on retired tight end NFL player Randy McMichael. Such a great guy. Thank you, Randy, once again for stopping by, sharing with the audience, and talking with me. And I look forward to having you back on as my guest. For those of you who missed Randy's interview, talking with us and giving us some empowering and knowledge and insight to the game of football, along with sharing how he is a pillar to his community and constantly giving back, doing many different things. Don't be upset. You can still hear my shows, all of them that air, at my website, www.ymcteerempowermentthenumber4all.com, right here at blogtalkradio.com, slash ymcteerempowermentthenumber4all, Blurberry Podcast, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y podcast.com. Windows Store Podcast, TuneIn Radio, and soon to be coming on iHeartRadio. Thank you continuously for all my supporters who have followed me, those of you who are just coming on board and starting to follow me and tuning in and listening to my shows. To all my overseas listeners, those in London, God bless you and thank you so much. I never would have imagined when God gave me this show, that it would grow. All I know is that I was being obedient and also doing something that I had a passion to do. Here in Empowerment for All, for those of you who are new and maybe your first time tuning in, it is my goal to break down the walls of evilness, empower you, inspire you, and let you know. Keep God first. Trust him, and victory is yours. At the start of my show tonight, you were listening to Janet Jackson, Funny How Time Flies, and that is an inspiration of what my guest tonight shared, how time flew in his life from when he was a young boy to a man now who is a father, has lived one of his ultimate dreams, being in the NFL, now moving on to other things that he wants to do. Funny how time flies. Those of you who've listened to me and those of you who will continue and start to listen to me, know this. Evangelist Yolander is keen, and I do repeat, keen on great customer service. Being a radio show host, a published author on Barnes & Noble, now working on my second book, being an independent contractor where I work 60 to 68 hours a week. I'm a busy woman. 
and I travel extensively in the independent contracting world. I meet a lot of people, restaurants, malls, just in passing, but the people that make a mark on me, I make a promise to them to always shout out and thank them for giving me good customer service. Tonight, as I begin my shout-outs, once again, I say thank you to all of you I'm shouting out to tonight. I'm going to shout-out to the crew over at the Renaissance Waverly Hotel in Atlanta. Traveling, I stayed there. This was my getaway resting place. I totally rested, didn't really take phone calls, unwind, and relaxed. But such an awesome crew there, and it was well worth me staying there. Shout out to Keita Williams, the front desk manager. Not only does Keita have a great spirit, her inspiration of how she cares for the guest is an exception to what I call remarkable customer service. Marriott, you're happy and blessed to have her on your team. Shout out to Janae at the front desk. Shout out to Natalie at the front desk, also at the Winnesauce Waverly Hotel. Thank you all for also being very kind and gracious to me. Shout out to the restaurant where I dined every morning for breakfast. I am a breakfast guru. But you all made my breakfast more than just breakfast. You made it a happy time. Jerome, Strafford, and Samantha, once again, I say thank you. To the Concord Bar and Grill inside the Renaissance Waverly Hotel, where I dined every evening and had my infamous hamburger that I fell in love with. Shout out to you, Rwanda, Vanessa, John, Yirong, and the nice gentleman who actually bought my dinner, Doug from Carolina, Brian, shout out to you all. Once again, exceptional customer service to the Renaissance Waverly Hotel in Atlanta. Shout out to Perry at EZ Rent-A-Car. He made my traveling, landing on an airplane, going through all the hustle and bustle, catching the tram, standing in line at different companies for rental cars, not being treated with respect. But when I came to EZ Rent-A-Car, Perry made the difference. Shout out to you, Perry. Continue to give great customer service to people that are renting vehicles. Tiffany, shout out to you at Chili's in Dallas-Fort Worth. You were my awesome server as I had a a two-and-a-half-hour layover waiting to travel and arrive in Atlanta. Shout-out to the Maggianos in Sacramento, California. Chef Daniel Christ, an awesome, awesome, awesome chef who genuinely can really cook. Shout-out to you once again, Chef Daniel Grice. Special shout-out to my server, Haley, who what one would say is an exception and a pleasure to have 
you serve, be served by her during your dining experience at Maggiano's in Sacramento. Once again, shout out to you both. Anna and Jennifer at Red Lobster in Sacramento. I had not been to Red Lobster in decades, and I had this craving that I wanted some seafood. I really didn't know where else to go. And I was in the area, and I saw Red Lobster. It wasn't too crowded. I said, I'm going to go in here and get me some good seafood and some crab legs. You two made my experience well worth stopping. Anna, truly an exceptional woman. God bless you. Jennifer, you being a team player, helping Anna out, even though she was serving me when she got busy, you never, ever left me absent. Genuinely appreciate that. Shout out to Corey at Houston's in Atlanta. Exceptional server. Truly an asset for Houston's to have on their team. Shout out to Adam at Chili's in Dunwoody, Georgia. Coming out of a business meeting, very late, hungry, raining outside, late. You could tell Adam had been working all day with his customer service never displayed anger, on point, attentive. I appreciate you for that. Shout out to Gerard Jones, who is a manager at another Marriott property that I've stayed at here in Atlanta. Shout out to Ruth, Rose, and Jessica at the Marriott. Exceptional customer service that you all give. Another Marriott property I've stayed at. Thank you so much. Everybody tonight on my shout-out list, I bless you all, and may you have a joyous and happy, happy Christmas. Special shout-out to my colleagues who have showed me through all the mess, bitterness, and ugliness that I had to go through working other assignments that you all remind me keeping faith in God always works for me and never against me. Special shout-out tonight to Letitia. Thank you so much for continuing to support and be a team player. Beth, thank you. Shout-out to you for, once again, being a team player, extremely being supportive and helping in the time of distress. Shout-out to Phyllis for not wavering against me, but connecting with me. Thank you for that. Once again, to my colleagues, Letitia, Beth, and Phyllis, I say thank you. And you too, you all as well, I wish a Merry Christmas and blessings to you and your family. Here at Empowering Thrall, you never know who's going to stop by. I've been blessed. Many have stopped by already, and I know God is going to continue to open doors. Many more will stop by. I do apologize. There are times I get so busy that I'm not able to air the show as consistent as I used to, but I know those of you who follow me, you will always follow and be brought up to date when I'm airing my shows. Those of you who want to know more about me, once again, visit my website, Empowerment the number four, all.com. Follow me on Twitter at YMcTeer. 
capital Y, capital M as in Mary, lowercase c, capital T as in Tom, I-E-R. Facebook, Evangelist Y. McTeer. Instagram, Evangelist Y. McTeer. I will repeat and let me correct that. Instagram is Evangelist Y. McTeer. Facebook is Evangelist Yolander McTeer. Those who have bought my book, continue to support those of you who will go and buy my book. Thank you for your support. It is titled, The Tragic Times of a Woman. It is an autobiography written by myself. It will take you through the trial and errors of my life. When I said no more to living wrong and yes to being right and moving forward to live right. It is available through Barnold's and Noble's, Amazon, and many other outlets. You can purchase it right from my website through the Barnold's and Noble's link. It is always a sad time when we have to go here at Empowerment for All, but it is always a happy time to know I will be back on again soon. God is a good God. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. He never promised us every day will be happy. He never promised us every day would be stress-free. But he did promise us that he would keep us, carry us, and protect us for those who love him, acknowledge him, respect him, keep him first, and continue to praise him. Thank you, Lord. Until next time here at Empowering for All, this is Evangelist Yolanda McTeer saying I love you all and good night. Ain't no niggas like the world. Get a crook, rock, and bark, and climb in. Good life, very 